It's Craggy's Connick's Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy and the season is almost over. This is the beginning of our season wrap series of podcasts and having a little bit of fun as we record this the night before the awards night uh, in Galway as the Connick season winds down we've got the zebra game still to come midweek podcast on that next week but today we're going to be looking at some of the news that's broken in the last uh, few days since our last podcast here on this feed and we're going to be looking at the uh, season in a bit more of a fuller way having a bit of fun at the end to score the argument game where we're going to get the lads to pick their player of the season try of the season and some other things so all that to look forward to lots to get through let's get through everyone on the podcast starting with the man we know as packy Nigel, how are you I'm good. I'm good. How are things? Very good. Very good. Lovely Thursday evening here. Good weather on the way. And even though Connick season has ended a little bit early, we're still enjoying the rugby that's on the big TV. Uh, Danny, Champions Cup was good fun to watch, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty... We didn't get to see Connick there, but it's, it's not bad watching a game and not doing any stats or work or anything. Just just enjoying rugby. Yeah, some drama in that monster to lose game. Anyways, uh, Dave Finn, how are you? Guten Abend, Robert. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, I agree with Dan. I'm. I actually will be doing stats this weekend. I've got. I've been asked to cover the the all French game, which uh, no. So I've no skin in that game at all. So it's going to be good to watch. Um, found myself watching a lot of uh, the Super Four, the Super Fourteen uh, Pacifica games. Um, so it's very good rugby being played down below. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. It's, it, you're able to relax because you can actually you suddenly find yourself going, I don't have to analyse this game. This is fun. <laughs> and I, I think we're going to struggle, to, Dave, to analyse this every game too on the last day of the season because it's going to be really just... Ugh, yeah, it's going to be hard work. I think the fans are going to enjoy seeing send-off and watching a bit of rugby, but at the same time, it's a strange one. Three weeks on from losing to... Uh, or so from losing to the Sharks. Uh, they, they play this final game. All right, getting to the main news. Danny, uh, start with you. What a moment. Uh, Mac Hansen, three years. Uh, you know, he had an extra year on his contract, but they've locked him in. Star of the season. I think he's going to be the standout player of the year, but uh, we'll see that later. What great news, though. That's massive. It's just, just being able to keep him in contact. Like, he's such a game changer for us. He just, everything, every time he touches the ball, he he could create some magic. And we need more players like that. Um, and the fact that he's he's trusting Connacht, you know, to keep his progress going is massive. Um, he could easily any of the other provinces would have taken him because now he's an Irish international. He, you knew he was staying in Ireland, so it's great to see him that he's committing to Connacht. Some talk back here of his possibility of him moving to another province. I don't think we were too concerned by that because we do find these players who come from overseas and settle in to the West, they're not really tempted by other options. Once they're getting international call-ups, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense either. Yeah, well, it just goes to show what happens when you don't have any balance in your programs and you have people from certain areas they push that uh, their own narratives for it. It's my major gripe with international or not international, the national me- media when it comes to rugby in Ireland. Uh, there's nobody from Connacht on, and that's a major issue. Bar TG Um yeah. but there, uh, there you go. But listen, it was said by uh, listen, it was said by one individual on one uh, show. It's annoying, to be honest with you. It's annoying, and they 
you know that's I suppose that's what he got they got their kicks and clicks from so um, but he was the only person that said it I mean yeah fair point actually really yeah. fair point I mean I, I've heard you it know. I've heard it from some fans around the place as well and maybe that's what made you jump on, uh, jump on it but like as in will you be able to keep him now that was a legitimate question uh, when he hadn't got his Ireland cap we were thinking that around Christmas it's like god he's such a superstar the French could snap him up once he got capped we knew we had him well you kind of knew it before as well, though, didn't you? I mean, he was Irish qualified, so that you know that was, you know, one of the reasons or one of the perks to signing him. Probably one of the bigger reasons, to be honest with you. Like you know, so when they're looking for somebody, um, if they're Irish qualified, you have a better chance of signing them than if they're not. So you're probably you're going to look for Irish qualified players more than you're going to look for non-Irish qualified players. So if I. I wasn't that worried about it, to be honest with you. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. It, it didn't enter my head, like it didn't really, to be honest with you. Even when the stuff was said, it was just annoying that, you know, it, I suppose the thing that annoyed me that there was nobody there to just call uh, out this these idiotic statements and said, you know, that's absolutely ridiculous. Why would you come up with such a absolute gobshitery uh, like you did? Like, genuinely, that's what that's what annoyed me more than anything. And I think probably annoys more people that sort of stuff and it gets parroted a bit then by somebody else and never challenged never really challenged like never saying why would you come up with something like that can you please explain this to me can you please i'd really like to understand your your view behind this is it that you you know though i think there was a viewpoint years ago of um I remember years ago there was a viewpoint oh Munster are great forwards and they needed some backs and Leinster are great backs and this guy should go there and that guy should go here and it was kind of you know it, it doesn't really it doesn't really work that way does it so um, um, there was anyway. an argument way back when Robbie Henshaw was uh, set to go to Leinster Dave that you know put him alongside Johnny Sexton in that team and will help him develop so there'll always be that kind of side of things I guess um, they help him develop at a, in, alongside some of the international colleagues and so on and so forth. Oh yeah, because he wasn't playing beside any internationals down here and never would I know, have, just, don't have any internationals. It's called no, devil's look, advocate. I'm doing my best. I, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm going to both agree with Paki and disagree with him Ooh. because he's absolutely right in the fact there's absolutely no balance in this. There's no balance in the national media. You might occasionally see uh, poor Swifty dragged on for tokenism and usually when there's a match on, they'll never get, they'll never get a, a Ronan Lockney on a on a on an English language uh, national uh, uh, podcast, the only person uh, you're never going to get Swifty brought on for pod for 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 midweek shows. He's only brought on for matches. Um, so that I absolutely agree with 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 with, with Niall there. Um, it should have been called out on, but once it, one, it only takes is one person to say it, and suddenly it becomes a whispering campaign. That that would be something I'd be worried about there. I think. We should still be worried about the fact that there's going to be somebody we're going to mention a lot tonight who I would be very worried about. They will mention the same way they started with Robbie. Oh, he's from a Leinster county. He's from a Leinster, a Leinster county. It's good for his career for those very reasons that you just said about about when Robbie moved up um, up north. I also think there's a factor in this that we never take into account, which is David Nusifora. Um, He quite happily will move the chess pieces around if it suits the national team, which. That's a separate debate for for a much for for a much different day. Um, this is brilliant because uh, Max signing till twenty twenty five shuts a lot of people up till twenty twenty five, and I'm quite happy about that. There will be other speculation with with other players, no doubt, because we have a lot of players whose contracts coming up next year. But on this one, 
ah, it'll make people happy. The downside will be there'll be a lot of kids with mullets, moustaches and white uh, scrum caps over the next few years. But And there will be a lot of young, a lot of 10 year olds in about nine years time called Mac. But beyond that, you can live with it. You can live with that, given what the, the fun that we're going to have over the next couple of years. As long as the Oshin Dowling tattoo doesn't take off, I'll be happy. But just before we finish talking about this, um, you can build a team around players like this, right, Packy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, Foundation I mean, stone. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I, I think we'll see, we'll see him. Um, he's such a danger on the wing, but I think we'll, we'll see him move into, uh, into fullback over the, possibly over the, over the next season. I think he's got, um, depending on his organization, because he, you know, he's, he can be lethal on the counter. Like, he really can. No, maybe being on the wing gives him a bit more freedom because... Um, yeah, that's what I was wondering. We were saying we were missing his freedom the last day, but is that something you just have to take a breath on while he learns full path? Well, he, he looks like he knows it fairly well, um, but I'd be just interested to see a bit uh, a bit more with him and the Connacht's defensive structure for next season will we'll tell a lot about that. You wouldn't want to curtail him in any way, shape or form with the with for what he can do with the ball you know so um if he turns into a more defensively minded fullback i don't think it's a good thing the other thing would be that with market fullback um he would be a second playmaker you know so can easily i'd I'd love to see that that kind of balance as well because um i know sexton mentioned he could play anywhere in the back line uh when he was in ireland camp so it'd Mm -hmm. be great to see imagine having Jack on one side of a rook and Mac on the other I'd hate to be in that defence Interesting Dave your thoughts of uh, where Mac's going to be making the biggest impact for Connacht We're actually bizarrely strong in the back three now where we wouldn't necessarily have thought that um, maybe six months ago because at the moment we have four guys minimum four guys we know can play a fullback in in obviously Tiernan, Mac, Johnny Porch, and Oren McNulty. Uh, we then have other wingers, you know, obviously Mac and Porch can go on the wing, Tiernan can play on the wing, Dermot Kilgallen is there. Ralston played at 14 last weekend for the, for the Western Force. I don't know if that's his position, but that's where he was last week. It's, it's, there's, there's two, again, the two things, the only two, the, the two sort of clouds to which we brought the silver lining are one, he has to stay injury free, and B, as happens with all players who go into Ireland squads, is how many games will be made available for? That would be my two caveats. Um, but as long as he's made available for games and they, they do what Anai wants them to do in terms of making players available, I don't think it really matters where Mac starts. He'll go looking for the ball. He's very like James Lowe that way. Um, yeah, he'll have a number on his back and he'll normally be there most of the time, but Mac will pop up wherever Mac will pop up and that's the great thing about him. Yeah. Anything else on that, Packy? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Actually, you just you made a great point there, Dave. It's mm-hmm. we'll see what the season, what next season is going to bring with regard to player availability, because that was one of the when the URC was formed. One of the things that was touted was that we are going to have to see, um, or that everybody's going to have to see the international players play more for their respective teams, like. Before South Africa, I'm going to say that Bundy played. No, there was injury as well. Played, he'd only played three times. Did somebody we say Kenny? Or, 
it, it might be yeah it might be that second Leinster game uh, no, it, it was just it was it was said to me um, by somebody involved and uh, I, mm. I hadn't realised it but like it's that's four shocking. he played against Munster he six. played against uh, Leicester okay we're going to get those six now Munster how many, how many of those are URC games Leicester there's four before the South Africa trip and there's a couple of more in there closer to the South Africa trip basically the two Leinster games so that's your six spot on Danny I didn't doubt you I just wanted to listen sorry no 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 never yeah, would it's, doubt it's you two, two URC games Dave two, oh, wow. two URC games like that's yeah. that's criminal like in fairness now Connacht you can say Connacht don't play his, pay his wages at the minute and but they're going to be paying Mac Hansen's wages by the sounds of things because it doesn't look like it's a it's a national deal so the players yeah, the whole other podcast on that yes oh, well, geez, could, could, yeah. Yeah. like Hansen there's an awful just, lot to just, talk about that. just for the numbers Hansen's 14 out of 21 I have it Danny um, so far this season but that's like he was fully available during the November internationals which is the point and then became Aki-esque after Christmas exactly and that you see that, that, listen that's a, as Danny said that's a whole other podcast but if the URC develops into the league that we want it to develop into uh, the the uh, what you call box office players are going to have to play more and if they are going to have to play more uh, I, I which I'd be all for well then you know uh, Mac is going to have to play for Connacht a lot more I'm, I'm sorry I, I, I think Martin Anai is world. this is what I felt during his, his thing he has no concept of central contracts I think when push comes to shove New Sephora will have more of a say over who plays for Connacht than Martin Anai will Okay, more news to get to before we start our open the door and wrapping up the season. And it's the confirmed departing players uh, and Connick squad being confirmed for, for the new campaign. Um, I guess without, like, well, I'll list it and say anything to stand out, lads, because Alton Delan, Sammy Arnold, Abram Papalihi, TT Tuamaga, all going. Matt Healy as well, that was announced uh, separately too. Owen Masterson, Peter Robb, uh, gone as well, also leaving the club. Greg McGrath, Johnny Murphy, Ben O'Donnell, Dominic Robertson McCoy, and Peter Sullivan. Danny, what's jumping out at you there? No uh, I could talk about all of them. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you could. Uh, I guess the, the one that really jumps out to me is Arnold. Arnold has been involved with every match day for Connacht, apart from the South Africa tour this season, um, which has been pretty impressive. He's going to be a big loss next season. Yeah. Yeah, let's stay on that. Packy, yeah. Big loss, would you agree, Sammy? Yeah, yeah. Big, big loss. Um, don't know what to say on that, really. Um, just Mr. We're, we're, uh, you know, he's there. He's, he's just there. He's he, he, he still you know. fit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm unsure. I'm unsure about that one. I suppose if for this season, um, they obviously think a lot of them because they kept playing him, even though he it was announced that he was leaving. You know what I mean? Um, even mm-hmm. so, I, I I don't know. I'm excited about what's coming up through the ranks um, locally, uh, and I just I hope they they start getting a bit more game time um, on that. I feel there was a bit massively missed opportunity there um, throughout the year. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no uh, solid, good, solid, solid player. Um, hard um, and you know had a, had a good attitude or right, so me, it seemed anyway 
let me sum yeah. up some of the other ones and, and because we only have so much time we can come back to it. we've talked a lot about Papali so I don't think we need to talk about that anymore he's gone TT2 Maga I think he came and went so fast that even though there's definite talent there I don't think we need to spend too much time on that either Ben O'Donnell's unfortunate Ooh, I disagree on that one sorry yeah, talk to just me. We're, we're looking for a tight head we're letting one go what are we doing hmm. technically we're I'm, letting three go well no I mean he. I know he was signed as a Lucy but I was actually more impressed when he signed as, when he played in the tight because he seemed to hold up our scrum and we're now seem to be scraping around looking for another tight head when we had one sitting in our squad like that now I don't, I don't think Greg McGrath was up to it no disrespect you know it's, it's tough at professional level and maybe Dom didn't hit the right levels but I thought TT was he was a perfect replacement there I think they're they're possibly looking for for uh, you know a different dynamic with their with who they're going to sign. Um, that's, that's the only that's the only thing I can only reasoning I can make out of it. Um, and uh, you know he had the added bonus of being able to play loose as well. But I don't know. I get the feeling they had some you know they have something or had something lined up. Um, that they're that they're looking to exploit. I think it'll come out the wash what the story was there. The reason why I was moving on is I just wanted to spend a Sorry. few seconds on. No, you're right, Danny, because this was key. But at the same time, I was can, kind of can I, can I can I can interrupt briefly? I think Go the Johnny it, Murphy. The Johnny Murphy one is significant, not so much in an offense because I think Johnny Johnny's a good guy, but he just you know he never started for Connacht until what the last couple until one game I think he started. But in terms of with Shane Delahunt being out injured for a long time and Heff back to this issue about will how much game time will he get if he's in Ireland squads, mm. is suddenly you're looking at Dylan Turney-Martin and probably Owen the Butler possibly being our starting and finishing hookers for some games at some point in the season. I think with that, with it likely Delahunt to be back in 2022, yeah, you're looking at two very, very inexperienced hookers there. Um, Murphy hasn't started. Wow. Never got I didn't think it was that bad. No, yeah. He never got a start, Unreal. but Dylan Turney Martin looked. I, I was impressed with his last couple of games. He impressed yeah. me in his, his, his last couple of cameos, uh, especially against then. the Sharks. He was a big standout. But Packy, we're still short at hooker. Yeah, we are for a while, it seems. Um, uh, we'll see. I, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see on that one as well. Um, I think, um, Dylan, if he can, you know, if he can, um, Get a bit of a run at it uh, next season, um, which he obviously will now. You could you have to be saying he'd be you know uh, second choice at the beginning of the season. I don't think uh, Della will be back that quick. Uh, as in, I don't think he'll be back in time for the beginning of the season if he does fair play to him. Um, you know, it sounds like he had a bit of a horror injury. So, um, but like this, you know, he's a, he, Dylan Tierney Martin's a Grand Slam winning under twenty hooker, um, and. I actually don't think we're great for playing our our own guys that well. We seem to have a distrust, and that's that's been down through the coaches down through the years. And it's only when something gets foisted upon the coach that the player gets trusted. So, you know, I would like to see him start. I would like to see him get get more get more games. Um, you know, I'm sure there's reasons why. Or you know they feel there was reasons why um, they didn't, but I, I do feel that. And as we go on talking about more, you know, there's there's more players there that I think deserve to be spoken about. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going through term. them all because I was going to uh, what I was trying to build towards was uh, Old Master and Old Delan. I was just going to talk about two guys that had monster impacts on the province. You know, leaving aside, but you guys correctly have honed in on the squad shape for next year and what and the effects some of these losses are going to have on the squad shape. Uh, Peter Sullivan as well come up through the ranks and God, he had some. Like let's let, before we get to well, let's finish on uh, Master and Delan and, and just talk Peter Rob. As well, we mentioned that sense, but I'll start with Peter Sullivan, uh, Danny, because like his his record's going to have a couple of really big tries. There's one one Rainbow Cup winning score in in Ulster comes to mind, but he's had a few big scores. It's it's a shame he has to go. Yeah, it is a pity, but um, it, it's it's a professional game, and I think the guy that we're replacing him with um, is just that another step up with uh, Adam Byrne. He has an international cap. If we can keep him fit. And he can hit the hit the highs that he he was hitting in his first couple of seasons with Leinster. Jesus, there's a start, there's a guy that you're going to be putting down first on a team sheet. Brilliantly put. So well, Dave, I'll let you start on uh, uh, Peter Robb, old master in Ulster Land. Let's start with a quick one on Peter Robb. I mean, he's had a long career here, um, but probably had too many injuries. Yeah, he couldn't stay fit. I mean, Pete was he's another one of those guys that we had a we had a penchant for. Uh, brave, tough as teak, maybe not the the most skillful player in his position, but would never let the side down. But fragile, just made a glass. And ultimately, you want uh, regularity um, for the player himself because, I mean, if he's not playing regularly because of injury, other people get to take their chances, as we've seen. And, you know, you want also to be reliable for a coach. A coach can know that if he picks you, you're, there's a possibility you can play four, five, six games in a row. Peter, you never could. And lovely, uh, nice guy massive arms, ridiculously massive arms <laughs> for, for a centre. Um, hope he does well, whether he goes on to stay in rugby, whether he goes, whether he decides to, to, to move on to something else, wish him all the best. All right, each of you get one uh, chance to talk about Alton Delan and uh, Owen Masterson, starting with you, Pacquiano, Owen Masterson. Owen Masterson, I think, I, well, I, sorry, my opinion of Owen Masterson is that if you had, everybody had his application his attitude and um, his willpower. If every player had that, you'd you would you no team. If everybody on your team had his had those things that he has, you would never have an issue. Um, right from the time he came into the academy, he was a leader. Um, just, I think he's. It's early to be saying this for him because he's like, you know, he has a couple of years left in him, or he has a few years left in him, depending on how long he wants to play. Um, but I think he's going to make an absolutely amazing coach. Mm. And I think eventually he's going to, that's where he's going to find his um, his niche in, in the game because of what he was able to do um, for himself. He was a great line out jumper. This is a fellow that, you know, he's worked really hard to get where he got to. He uh, was in. Uh, his father is Scottish. He went to Scotland, went on, was on the Scottish under-20s, made the move himself, you know, instigated everything, put himself there to move to Connacht. Um, I know he joined, like he joined us in Corinthians and he was just top class from day one. Mm. Like just a real leader, winner, great speaker, uh, just as somebody you, you could build you could really uh, build around them absolutely cruelly cruelly injured um, that that time in in Italy um, really robbed him of of you know a year to pace that probably that's probably killed off his his uh, his career with Connacht um, 
but like a top class top class individual you know this way I know him you know I don't know him that well or anything but just by seeing him interact I remember him always been out there um, just was able to get in and get guys with him straight away and I saw that at a club level and in Connacht as well in the academy uh, top class top class fella Dave you start on Alton Deland then as we finish this uh, segment uh, of the podcast the first thing I ever thought about Alton Deland was how does he get the dreads inside the scrum, the scrum cap and he got he we're talking about injuries he, he got a horrific injury before he really got started. And there are tales. Now, let, Baki has an amazing story about uh, uh, of what Olsen was doing when he was in the academy, and I'll let him tell those. Um, what he has been through in terms of, of his rugby development, what he's been through in terms of his, of his personal life, and he just is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, there are certain players thinking, when they leave a club, do they leave with... Do they leave with all our best wishes? Do they leave with bad taste in the mouth? With Owen and Olsen, you're talking about two guys who've battled back, come worked incredibly hard in circumstances. That he's not truly is not a place that produces very many uh, rugby players. But the ones that, that come out of Kerry are incredibly tough, incredibly determined, and make them maximise the amount of their opportunity. And he's one of those guys. He's going to France. I wish him two, three years of the ultimate, and I wish him every success because yeah. what he's been through in terms of his, his professional and his personal life and the loyalty he's shown Connacht, we should be making that man. He is welcome back here. And if he comes back next season uh, for to watch a game, we should be lauding him because yeah, we don't win our title if we don't have a, the guys of Alton Dunant. Brilliant. 19 caps for Ireland, 126 experiences. Packy, want to hear that story and your final thoughts on this? Um, well, yeah, the, the story goes, Olsen was, um, when he was in the academy, the part-time job working for, um, in a company in Galway, uh, a fellow I know owns the company, but he was saying, so Olsen's major issue at the beginning was to put on uh, the timber he needed to put on weight, you know? And he had... Um, yeah, I'm sure. Sorry to say it. He had this basically a fruit bowl and he used to fill it up with brioche rolls and milk or chocolate milk and wolf this down in between meals. And Roy was saying when he was looking at him, he'd say, <laughs> he'd feel ill looking at him because he was just trying to inhale calories and inhale calories constantly just to, to get the, the weight up. When he came, he came out to us in the minis to um, another time and he didn't wear his Connacht thing and uh, we uh, we were all it was none of us top. he wear, didn't wear a Connacht top he wore a Corinthians top that he had because he was saying that you know that he was he was kind of letting the kids know that in a, in a subtle kind of way you know that I'm with Corinthians too it was just a moment where he he thought of something that maybe the rest of us didn't think of wouldn't say oh will you put a club top on you because that they'll associate you with us then but he did it himself that's just just the way he is and um but my on pitch favorite moment of all times isn't the the time he cleared up the the pitch in edinburgh was um the match i don't know do you remember a match in breve um where he didn't stop them all single-handedly breve or career and forward and he ran around and he actually sent it backwards I don't know if you remember that. You can look it up. It's probably there on YouTube or YouTube or on Twitter or something that somebody has. It was just my favourite moment uh, on the pitch of him. But another top class fella. And um, yeah, absolutely. Love to see them back in any way, any way, shape or form. 
Brilliant stuff, lads. Uh, well worth focusing on that. It's a great way to start our wrap of the season uh, through the next uh, series of podcasts over the next uh, three to four weeks. But uh, to finish this week's episode, I have the lads all prepped. We have a plan uh, to open the door to uh, Craggy Rugby and our contributors picking their players of the season, moments of the season. We just say we'll have a bit of fun with this. It's called Score the Argument. I'm going to be keeping track of who's making the key points. What the lads have to do is make the argument for, let's start with uh, player of the season. What they have to do is they'll have to do it in a draft format. If someone picks your player, you've got to pick another player and you've got to make that argument with all gusto and with all belief in your heart and they'll score the points because uh, let's be honest, there's probably one or two that are going to stand out. Uh, each of them will have to pick two. So one, their standout player. The other is their yeah dark horse maybe for winning the player of the season award. I've done a draw and I can tell you this is the order of the uh, draft, so to speak. Packy will pick first. Danny will pick second. Dave will pick third and fourth. And then Danny comes back in fifth and Packy picks sixth. They each have to pick two players. We'll start with you, Packy. You're Player of the season, make the case for him from number one on your draft choice. Go for it. Mac Hansen. Um, just you know, you you're you don't get you don't come into a provincial squad from another country and end up playing for that country um if you're not special. And he is special, uh, evidenced by you know, so you know, some super tries and uh how he's played for Ireland and the impact he's made. Because it's not just an impact on the pitch, it's the impact off the pitch as well. Like everybody's talking about him, all the kids in clubs they all want to be Mac Hansen now. Um and uh He's a class player, Rui. You're dead right. My young fella's just said he's a class player. So um, that's another point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but no, you just—he's people just you know they get off. You get off if you're sitting down and he gets the ball. You get off your feet. That's or get onto your feet. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well argued. Good in time. You see, my, you see my thumb coming up, lads, on the screen. Not you, listeners, of course. Uh, to tell you, you were like Caesar there with your thumb. As a time, I'll give you the thumbs up. Well done. Okay, uh, Danny. Player of the season, make the case, and you can pick number one choice from Packy. Keen Keen Prendergast has to be Keen Prendergast coming up. Uh, A guy that he only missed out on three uh, match day scores. Just that's phenomenal. Uh, Scored some scored some good tries this season. You know, scored scored earlier on um, against the Lions and against Benetton there recently when we needed scores early. Um, and is just he keeps going all through the matches from minute one to minute eighty. He just keeps going, and it's impressive. He came down from Leinster uh, and just put his foot forward straight into the the the, the certain team. Brilliant! That was very good, Tony. Very good, Dave. Make the case for the first available player on your draft list there uh, for being player of the season. Go. I am going to go left field. I'm going to pick somebody that isn't named among the five nominees for the Players Player of the Year. Uh, the Sports Player of the Year. I'm going to go for a man who proves once again that when it comes to prop forwards, Connacht makes men who can play ridiculous amounts of games. I am going to go for the man who has escaped the hellhole that is Ballinrobe and go for Matthew Burke. Wow. Matty Burke comes into the squad because we we all collectively as a province went, oh my God, Dennis Buckley's out for a long time. How are we going to cope in the scrum? We have barely struggled in the scrum, starting scrum, because Matthew Burke has stepped up, given his opportunities. One of those players, good, you know, he's had his, he's bided his time. He's, he's, he's waited, he's waited his way to be, because Dennis was indestructible for two seasons. But then Dennis goes down, Matt comes in, and does the scrum suffer? No. And he has been up against almost every 
every single one of the tight heads that are phenomena in the Northern Hemisphere. He held his own. He's held the home against the likes of Tiger Furlong, against the Monster Boys, and even against the, the beasts that come out of France. So Maddie Burke, unsung hero, player of the year. Oh, I mean, I actually missed the insult on Ballon Robe. I was so impressed with you picking a Ballon Robe, man. You know how to play this game. I'm biased as can be. That's going down well with me. Well played, Dave. He's, this is not his first time. This that, was, first that was strategic. Matty Borg wasn't on his list at all. And you had to pull something out of the fire. Well, that works. <laughs> to, 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 to be fair, it's bleeding obvious who those two were going to go for. So you're like, right. So what's going to be the, what's going to be round, the, let's, let's go left field. Round two is actually, you have to pick your dark horse for player of the year. Cause you have to go further down your list. And Dave, uh, you get to at least go fourth here at first in this list. Go for it. Dark, not really that much of a dark horse, probably the most improved player. Because I think if we're looking at players who, uh, if you're looking at Keen Prendergast, we didn't know what Mac Hansen was going to be. So therefore what's he improved on? Keen Prendergast at such high standards last year with himself and the Eagles that he's, he's actually, whilst he's, he is amazing. He hasn't necessarily made a huge leap. The player I think has improved immensely over last season is Connor Oliver. Uh, there has been a back row that has been picked. Prendergast and Oliver are a team. We are much better with them. He is, he's, he is, I know that certain people think he gives away too many people, too many penalties. He still has that in them, but his improvement and the way he's jackaled, the way he has fought this year, he, you know, he has very much improved. He has improved immeasurably. He is a better, he is a better, uh, he is part of a unit. We have a back row unit. It is Prendergast, it is Butler, and the number seven, it is Connor Oliver. Oh, you finished well. I was putting pressure on you there at time. That was good. Danny, who have you got there? Finley Bielham is my number two. Yeah, you're uh, going to win with this. guy. That would, yeah, I like it. Go for it. Just rocking our scrum. You know, uh, unbelievable at tight head. Always was, always missing the second, uh, either he went off injured or just didn't start. You knew Bielham wasn't there. Um, you know, he, he's superb around the pitch and that shows in his defence. He's a 96% um, tackle success rate this season. And that's up there with Butler, which is huge for me. You know, your your tight head prop. And he made eighty five tackles this season. That's impressive. My word, that argument was impressive. Uh, Packy, what have you left? I'm going to go with uh, Oshin Dowling um, because I don't have all the which I actually should have established some ground rules here and made Danny um, delete the files from his laptop. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, and, and go off memory. It's true. Um, you can see he's reading them out. Um, <laughs> it, it, You've scored a so point we, for, for for crossfire there. I like it. Go yeah, on. if we if we take that blatant cheating out of the uh, out of the equation, no, I'm going to go for Ushing Dowling actually because I was um, I've memories of uh, a lineup not going well in regularly in games, and he's come on and just steadied the ship straight away. Uh, I love the way he smashes a rock. Um, he's tackling. I don't know about his tackle success, but I do know that he is. He's put in some seriously solid, um, good shots on people. You know, he's making you know positive tackles as opposed to you know. And we don't have too many people that do that. But he's he's a guy that steps steps up in that regard. So Shing Dowling for me. 
Brilliant. Round one is over and uh, we have joint leaders, uh, Packy and Danny. With a two-point lead over Dave, I think you lost it on round... You, you, gave, you were level pegging after the Matthew Burke pick, but uh, I think you all your eggs in that basket. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, all right, we've got to move on because we are actually uh, up against the clock. Uh, young player of the season and first in the draft is reverse draft this time. Dave, go for it. Young player of the season. First, first of all, we're surprisingly not as many as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an obvious, there's an obvious winner, 23 and under, uh, but we've already said him. So I'm going to go for the next one, which is Niall Murray. Niall Murray has been absolutely outstanding. He's young, he's powerful. He also sidesteps like a, like a, like 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 a beautiful uh, French centre, which you don't expect from a six foot seven uh, man from South Wisconsin. Uh, the try he scored in uh, in the Aviva against Ulster, which set us on our way, was absolutely outstanding. He will get better, and the scary thing is. There's another one. There's another one of those Marais they think is better. <laughs> Ooh, that's impressive. Danny, go for it. You can't mention Keen Prendergast because Dave has introduced that as a rule. It's a fair rule. So that's the way it is. Go for it. Uh, Dylan Tooney Martin for me. He didn't play too much, uh, but I was very, very impressed with his last couple of um, cameos at the end of the season. Uh, just he really stood out for me in the Sharks game. And I think we might have our hooker solution there. Ooh, I like it. Nice and concise too. You get an extra point for being concise. Dan- uh, Packy, you're up. Who's left? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it is genuinely fitting. There's only about two. Oh, left. Ford. Call Ford, Shane Bolton. They're the only mm. two. Oren McNulty. Oren McNulty, Orin yeah. McNulty. And that's, uh, I know, I was looking at Oren there. That's uh, that's uh, that's my pick. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I think there's a good, a good bit of quality there. Well, let's, uh, I'd like to see more of him. Um, yeah, he scored a cracker of a try against uh, the Ospreys, was it? Um, and uh, just, uh, I think there's more in him. Another guy that's Irish under 20, when, when you start backing these guys more, you know, and uh, giving them the opportunity. So, um, yeah, I'll go for Owen McNulty. Great point. You see, it, like, it's a hard one. How do you make a case for Owen McNulty being young player this season? Very, very hard, but he's done a good job of it. So he's, he's, he gets the points there. Moving on, no time, lads. Uh, one try one, one person we didn't mention, I think, is uh, Shane Bolton. He's still under 20. 23 as well. Well, he just didn't make the list. Moving on. Just <laughs> Most exciting under twenty under 23 player we have is Matthew Devine, but he doesn't count because he didn't play for us this season. Try of the season, first in the draft, first choice to, on this one is Danny. Uh, my try of the season has to be Mac against the Bulls. Just, that was some statement. Should I, should I not have been first there? Uh, I've changed it. I just, I, I'm, I'm like I, arbitrary. I, I wasn't first. <laughs> Danny never got a chance to be first, so I was just being fair. Go for it. Okay, so it's not Mac Hansen's try, and uh, <laughs> uh, I would go for uh, Mac Hansen's try versus Leinster, where he soared into the skies above Jordan Larmer, and uh, then give it the the cracking alley oop into the air. Um, that's uh, what it, probably the only other try I can remember. Um, that's good enough those, for me. They, yeah, they get are... some points out of that one now. Uh, okay. Dave, go for it. Personally, Jordan Larmer should be in yellow card if taking Mac out in the air. Mm. And uh, try the year, John Porch versus Ulster, the greatest, uh, one of the greatest ever uh, Connacht set-piece tries. Beautiful move. Oh, Hands yeah, from the base of a scum. John Porch dies in the corner, throws the ball up in the air. One of the photographs of the year, uh, probably by uh, our friend of the pod, James Comby. Most exciting new signing. Uh, Packy, you go first. Go for it. Josh Murphy. Oh, good call. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he's the pick. He's the pick of the bunch. There's a couple of lads there on potential, but he's their reality. Um, I'm not sure about his uh, how he is as a leader, but I hope to God he is. But yeah, big hitter, big man. Yeah, 
four, five, six. Good player. Danny, go. Uh, it's Hawkshaw for me. Just uh, another 10. Uh, put, put some pressure on Jack and to Fitzy. Um, just, it'd be nice to have a backup and just a bit more competition at 10. Dave, what's left? Who's your exciting signing? I'm going to give you, uh, in theory, Shane Jennings because he's coming, he's, is he, does he count as a signing because he's coming through the academy? Byron Ralston because John Porch was a fantastic winger we signed from Australia. We then signed a, a fantastic, an even more fantastic winger from Australia called Matt Hansen and therefore my logic is that the third one will be even better than the second one and the second one is damn good. <laughs> Actually, I'll give you points for daft logic. Okay, we just have enough time to do the extra question that you weren't prepared for, but who, starting with Packy, is the next face on Matt Hansen's uh, list of tattoos? Which conic player will Matt Hansen choose next? Packy, if he chooses, but we're presuming he will. Um... I the next player. Okay, I, I I think he's I think he's going to have to go with his fellow Canburian. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Finley Bealham. Oh yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I like that. This could this could be make or break. This the whole competition. Danny, uh, you know, with 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 the uh, what do you call the hairstyle he does? The braids. The cornrows. Yeah, the cornrows. Yeah. Thank you. That's much more up to date. Danny, go for it. Uh, Packy, as you've, you've robbed my answer, uh, I'm going to say he's going to complete the second row partnership of Namare and uh, Ushing Dowling. <laughs> that could actually work. I like it. And Dave. What's Della? It's Della. It's 110% Della. I mean, can you? No man in his life, no man is ever complete unless he is the face of an awfully farmer on his arse. <laughs> All right, just enough time to tell you who's won and who hasn't. And in stunning, stunning fashion, I can't believe this actually happened. But in reverse order, uh, coming third, let me just just make sure I've got this. I go just you know talk amongst yourselves there, lads. I don't want to make any mistakes here. Eleven, going to fifteen. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm, yeah, Dave, you've won it. You've come from behind to win it. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, that Della Hunt one just stuck on the show. Uh, this, this, this is first. Yeah, uh, I'll give yeah. you full yeah, score, Doctor. The institutional bias we have from the Galway people, too, right? We're going to stick together. <laughs> he was yeah. miles behind. Well, at least you'll win something, lads. <laughs> oh, lads. oh, I can't wait for Roscommon to win the comic final. He literally, I'm not joining in that. He literally started by saying the hellhole that is Ballon Robe. So I'm not even sure how I've let him win, to be honest. I'm actually as disgusted you're, as you are. I, 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 can, I, better, I know you're saying you're kind of, you've, you're proud of that. You're like people from Buffalo, you know. <laughs> Buffalo, New York, they, you know, they, they all say that. That's you, secretly you love that, uh, Murphy. You, you thrive on it. That was, I hope you enjoyed that, folks. We'll do that again. All right, that's it. Backy, thanks very much. No bother. Take care. Danny, always a pleasure. Enjoyed that. That was good fun. Dave, uh, I'm going to make it my business never to let this happen again, but well done. Don't worry, Rob. I, I, I trust you enough to never let me win anything involving you again. <laughs> That's it, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until